Welcome to Food Safety University, episode four. Today we're talking about training and asking some hard questions. You got to think hard about how your training is actually going because it's probably not going as well as you think. Welcome to the Smallholder Food Development Institute podcast, where we serve up truth so that you can build the profitable, sustainable food business you've always dreamed of. Now here's your host, Dr. Michelle Fannin-Steele. Good afternoon, Dr. Fannin-Steele in the house, and welcome to uh, Food Safety University, the podcast, and today's podcast is on... Um, Today's podcast is on training. Sorry, I, as if you're joining us live, um, I do these I do these podcasts live on the Durgo Food Safety Facebook page, and sometimes Facebook gets a little wonky, <laughs> but it's got it it's got it together. Okay, so as you know, we do these podcasts every Thursday, and uh, I am coming to you today, and this is actually going to be a pretty short and sweet podcast because today's podcast topic is training, and. For those of you who have been around for a while, you know training is the basis of what we do. And here's the deal. That's why Food Safety University exists. It is because it is the best training and documentation that you can get to run your production company, whether you're doing primary production and you're raising animals or you're doing um, slaughter and processing or value-added dairy or, or fish or, you know, making cupcakes, guys. There is no better training out there than Food Safety University, and what you get <laughs> when you when you join is access to the best people in the industry who are doing this. There, are, um, you get access to the best documentation, and you get access to uh, live coaching calls and and consulting calls twice a month, where you can come and say, "Hey, this is the problem that I'm having. Help me solve it, Doctor P." Right? Like, there is no other place you can get that level of access except at Food Safety University. So, what I want you to do is, I want you to go to foodsafetyuniversity.com and I want you to start your training in how to think about how to run your business by downloading the 12 steps of HACCP. Because I prom promise every problem is solvable <laughs> um, if you apply the steps of HACCP, even if you're not writing a HACCP plan. Like we do all of our sales using the HACCP process. Um, we do all of our SOP writing doing the HACCP process. Like form your team, decide what you're gonna do, decide who you're doing it for, process flow diagram, and then depending on what it is, do a hazard analysis, right? I do a hazard analysis on my sales process. I really do. That's <laughs> one of the reasons I'm so successful. <laughs> and so this process really gets you what you need. So go to foodsafetyuniversity.com right now if you haven't already. Download the 12 steps of HACCP and let me know what you think. Okay, so today's podcast is springing off from those 12 steps of HACCP. So I have been doing HACCP planning for a very long time now, 15-ish <laughs> um, years, I guess. Um, and the process, I trained in the process a long time ago. The Army trained me in the process. And I did it um, because I had to. You know, they're like, you will learn HACCP. So we did. Um, but I allow, this is what I want, I want to bring home on training, is you have to allow training to change you. Okay? Lots of people have training programs, good manufacturing practices, HACCP training, preventive controls training. Heck, I've got training programs on 90-day validations and specifications and 
like all of these different things. But you have to let training change you, okay? All the training in the world does nothing if you're like, metaphorically speaking, in the back like on your phone, not paying attention and not allowing for that training to really create the change in you that you want it to create, right? Because what I don't want you to do is to assume that just by listening to the podcast, you're going to get the changes that I promise. You get the changes that I promise when you like do the work, when you get the SOPs that I offer, when you download the freebies that I offer, and you, you really do the work of like joining Food Safety University. And I, what I would tell you is, is that the reason most people in your business, if you are the one doing the training, the reason that the training isn't sticking and you keep having to retrain on how to wash your hands in personal hygiene or doing a, an effective approved supplier program or any of those things, okay, is because nobody is agreeing to the three rules uh, of all training nobody will tell you what these three rules of training are except me and when you execute on these three rules of training you are going to find that you will allow the training to change you and you will get better at things especially if you use our after action process right so what are those three rules of training Okay, so this is like a, a training on, on, on this is a very meta podcast. It's a training on training, okay? The three things that you have to decide. The first thing that you have to decide is everybody belongs here, okay? You have to teach your people who are in your production, whether they are cleaning farrowing crates or they are... Um, or they're, they're washing floors, walls, and ceilings, or they're ordering supplies, that everybody belongs in this training, and this training is applicable to them, and then they have to buy into it. They themselves have to decide, I belong here, okay, and I am meant to be here because I am going to find something that will be applicable to my job. So that's rule number one, everybody belongs here. Rule number two is everybody gets what they came for, okay? Now, when you are sending people to a training, okay, say you, you know, like you, you um, sign them up for Food Safety University and they have to go through preventive controls training. One, the first rule is, is that they belong in preventive controls training and they know they can do the work, right? And you believe in them that they can do the work. Number two, everybody gets what they came for. You have to be incredibly specific as an employer as to what that actually is. You can't just expect them to take preventive controls training or good manufacturing practices training or, or any of the other trainings without having a set of expectations. If you take preventive controls class, you have to write the company preventive controls plan. If you take meat and poultry HACCP, you have to write the company meat and poultry HACCP plan. If you take the specifications course, you've got to actually do the specifications, okay? And so everybody gets what they came for. Your people have to ask enough questions so that they can get what they came for. Are they asking those right questions so that, that they, you, can, you and they can get the value out of the training, okay? 
And then the final question, and the one that people have the most trouble with, is: Are we going to be a are 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 we going to be a story, or can you be a story about the future, not the past? Right? Because how many times have you gone through GMP training, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, GMP training! <gasps> oh my god, I can't believe I have to do this again!" Right? And then they sign in on the training roster and they listen to somebody and they're like totally bored and they're like, how is this ever going to help me? If instead we are a story about the vision of our company and not the past of our company, when we do a training, we can then find out how we make our company better, right? Because if you let the training process change you, then when you're looking at the training and you're applying the training, you do things differently. And that's what training is all about. So are you sending people to training or doing training yourself and then just doing everything the same? Because that is not effective training. And effective training trains to competence. You have to set expectations send the people to training or get yourself trained, right? And then follow up by measuring competence. You gotta look at people doing their job. You gotta look at their paperwork. I just did a whole um, hazard analysis on my sales process for Food Safety University. And I have critical control points in that. And one of my critical, you know, and as all critical control points do, they have monitoring and they have verification. And the monitoring and the verification looks like me looking at the copy and making sure that it's compelling so that people will buy, uh, right? I have to make sure that the sales training that I get is used and makes us different because we haven't reached the level that we want to reach. So if you're sending people to training or you're providing training, you know, and you're paying for it and time, money, and effort, you need to make sure that that training is making a difference and that people are being trained to competence and then using that to make your processes better. If you are not doing these things with your training program, you are wasting your time. And frankly, if I'm your trainer, you're wasting my time. All right. <laughs> and we're not here to waste time. There is too much we need to do in local food and sustainable food processing to waste that amount of time. So I urge you after this podcast to take a look at your training programs, right? And ask yourself the fundamental question of, are you allowing your, your training program to make you different? Okay, and the way through that is to answer our three questions. All right, or, or, or make sure you've met all those three criteria. Everybody belongs here. <clears throat> Everybody gets what they came for and we're the story of the future, not the past. And that is how you make your training, your training effective and how you will create competence. If you decide that this is all the training you need to have a competent employee workforce and you implement those three questions and do the after action review process, then you will train to competence. You will have a well-trained employee system. You will, okay? And if you need to know what to train on, that's what Food Safety University is for. Let us help you. Join us at foodsafetyuniversity.com. Download those 12 steps of HACCP. 
and take those 12 steps, what would happen if you applied those 12 steps to your training program? Not just to your food production system, to your training program. I've done it. It's very powerful. All right, that's what we've got on the podcast today. Uh, we will see you next week. Thank you all. Have a great week. Bye, guys. Even had somebody. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. Be sure to join us in the Proofing Box, a private Facebook page for food producers filled with valuable information and technical tips. Grow your business by learning from people just like you, all under the guidance of a food safety expert.